She thought of the pepper spray her mother sent her years ago, which she'd laughed at, thrown in the kitchen junk drawer, and never touched again. The rain-soaked windows framed blackness. There was no way to judge her surroundings. Staring at the window, Abby saw the thug's reflections in the glass. One stared at her. She instinctively looked back at him. He smiled. The fleur-de-lis design on his shaved head was the symbol of her old kappa-kappa-gamma. Many of her lily-white Southern Belle sorority sisters had rebelliously tattooed the same flower design on their ankles. He was clearly in a different club. Abby remained blank-faced and looked away again, trying to avoid encouragement without pissing him off. It didn't seem to matter. Through the window's reflection, she watched him nudge his buddy, stand up, and head her way. He took the seat behind her, leaned forward, and whispered in her ear, Hey, pretty lady. She could feel his breath on her neck and smelled the odor of too much cologne. Afraid of appearing rude, but without turning around, she offered a weak, Hello. What you up to? She glanced toward the window for its mirrored effect and watched as he touched her hair. Just going home, she said as casually as possible. She leaned forward and gathered her things. How about I go with you? His friend chimed in. Yeah, how about we both go? The man behind her laughed. You know what they say about redheads? He didn't wait for a response. They wild. Abby's stomach was tightening in fear. The friend laughed. That's right. She looked like she could handle us both, don't you think? Abby didn't turn around. Thanks, but I'm married. She put her briefcase strap over her head and across her chest, grabbed her purse, and walked to the door. Hey, where are you going? She stared at the door, avoiding any more eye contact. I don't see no ring. You afraid of me? Abby didn't respond. The friend chimed in again. I think she's rude. The thug continued, getting louder. Hey, I'm talking to you. You think you're too good for me, bitch? Abby shook her head. The men laughed. She continued to watch their movement through the window's reflection. They were together again both sitting with their hands on the grab bars in front of their seats, ready to pounce. The train pulled up to the next stop, Cicero, and the doors opened. Abby remained still, feeling the weight of their intention. But as the automated ringing sound indicated doors closing, she jumped off. The doors shut behind her. She turned back. The thugs, now just a foot away, stood on the other side of the doors, waving her off, laughing. The train pulled away. Abby finally exhaled, pushing out the air that had been trapped in her chest. She took several slow, deep breaths to calm her racing heartbeat and walked toward the heat lamps to wait for an eastbound train, while the passengers who had exited from other cars headed down the stairs off to her right. She hit the giant red button inside the enclosure and watched as the coils in the lamps above began to turn red. Calmed by the hint of warmth, she closed her eyes for a moment and let the faint sound of raindrops pounding the street below fill her ears.
She pushed her hands deep into her trench pockets and cursed her rejection of the gloves, hat, and umbrella that had been perched by the front door this morning. A forty-degree day in January had seemed balmy, but now it felt more like thirty. She stared at her watch and began weighing her options. At this point, it would take another ten or fifteen minutes to get back to the loop, and then she'd have to wait for the brown line. It would be another twenty-minute ride and a five-minute walk home. It was no use. She would just go back to the office and hope for an available cot in the library. Like this train ride was just a break. A little joy ride. Maybe it would all seem funny tomorrow. The sound of laughter came out of the distance to her left. At first, she could not see anyone. Much of the platform was unlit. But as the voices got louder, a group of about ten men.